Uh, someone's the movie. Let's start already. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing is, we got one problem. We don't have any water. How about pissing in it? <laughs> That's a good idea. Get up here. How do Come you, on, get how up do you here. Know work? How old are you, kid? Fifteen. And the name's Danny, not not kid. Well, when you uh grow up, you'll know these things, Danny. Now get up here and piss in the radiator. Such a goddamn jock. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 427, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, never fight over a fire. Dunaway. You gotta fight over the fire. How are you gonna roast your nuts? Oh, hi. <laughs> Listen up, my young parachuting comrades. We'll be dropping you off in Colorado onto a mostly unoccupied field. Worst case scenario, the wind blows you to the parking lot of the local school where we are told that we could encounter some very light resistance that does happen please not shoot kids in the face who are simply looking out the windows of the schoolhouse remember we're the good guys any questions yes ivan what do we do if some of the jocks escape in a truck and head to the hills and create a troop of guerrilla fighters that force our hand to kill the locals of retribution as a result create a vicious cycle of revenge that never ends okay ivan. okay ivan that is some serious foreshadowing just remember we're the good guys here yes ernesto you have a follow-up Will we meet any young American ladies that we can rape and pillage? Would someone please push Ernesto at the plane? Thank you. <laughs> but to answer his question, just remember, we are the good guys here. So if you do rape and pillage, be sure to wear a condom. Okay. You know what? You know what? I think we may be the bad guys. So just forget all that stuff I said earlier. Well, let's just go be bad guys. My favorite part of that was that really long, complicated thing you said very fast, and then you said yeah. even instead of Ivan at the end. It was the yeah, only part we got That was really great. Oh, dang it. Uh, also, that condom bit. Woo! Keep those emails flowing, yeah. everybody. All right. Hey, P- this is PG-13 movie, the first one. Yeah, exactly. It had to have some PG-13 sure, material. Sure, sure. That's a good point. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Also, Randy, drink this blood, and you will be a dear man, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, Hi. Randy. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I ran the number one chain of invasion preparation stores in the western states? Nope. We put them out on country roads completely by themselves, and we <laughs> called them gasoline. And we had a slogan, I'm sure y'all remember. Come on down and prep for World War Three. And when you see our prices, remember, freedom isn't free. It's a great business, right up until the actual invasion and the breakdown of rights and social norms, as long as you follow my three prepper rules. Number one, don't stock items that people actually buy. You know, like first aid supplies, army rations, oh, military camping equipment. Remember, you're a gas station. And people want to come into your shop and see several hundred cans of cream of mushroom soup 
and big boxes overstuffed with arrows. <laughs> Number two, when you're packing up a truck with supplies, make sure the truck is completely ludicrously stuffed full. That maximizes profit for you and entertainment for others who see it go off-road later. Number three, don't actually go with them kids yourself. Yes. You got to stay behind and get yourself <laughs> killed. Trust Preach. me, this, this makes sense. <laughs> oh, you're <Preach>. done. <laughs> no, no, that's it. That's a good point. No, it's good. No, it's Preach. good. It's good. I like the way that ended. I uh, just wasn't prepared for it. All right. And finally, Brian, he and Jed are all used up, Ibit. You're going to notice a little bit of a similarity here. <clears throat> Clear my throat. What's that, boys? You say the town's been taken over by paratrooping, gun toting, pajama flage wearing Cubans and Russians? I'm going to send you into the mountains for your own safety, but before that, run into the store and get yourself some supplies. Now, I wish I had a cool outdoor equipment store with camping supplies and guns like Jimmy's dad up uh, further up on down the highway, but I decided to open up a Build-A-Bear workshop instead. So let's get started over here. Let's pick out your favorite bear or bunny rabbit. I'll quit blubbering, Danny, and pick a damn animal. We don't have a lot of time. So, all right, now you've got your choice of stuffing. Pick up the pace now. The Russians are coming. Danny, quit swallowing the Build-A-Bear hearts. Damn it. Those are supposed to go into the bears, not you. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, look at yours, C. Thomas Hal. I hope you give him a cute name. You know, picking a name is the most important part of the Build-A-Bear experience. Danny, quit peeing in the stuffing machine. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny, Danny peed in the radiator and that's all he wants to do now is that's pee on stuff. Know, okay. I like it. Danny. I like that that would be his fate. I don't know why I never thought of that, but all right. Uh, hey, look at us. It's us doing Red Dawn finally. I know, guys. It's been since 2009 we started the show, and nearly 10 years later, we're finally lifting up the coffin and opening it uh, with a big title on it called Red Dawn. It shocks me it's taken us this long, seriously. Like, Red Dawn. This movie, I saw it like 15 times as a kid. Constantly Whoa, on. Right, right, I had yeah. VHS tapes that were multiple copies and and i got one before they were even out it was some friend of mine got me a bootleg and uh i even did a short animated film with claymation where the soundtrack i used in the background was gunfire from this movie really yes oh, that's awesome i was so into this movie i couldn't get enough of red dawn in the day that's mm -hmm. interesting yeah oh so if if you're wondering why now because it's still, I don't think it's ever been on Netflix at a time that we were watching it. And it's still not on Netflix. We, uh, I caught this on uh, my free trial of stars through oh. Hulu because oh. I had a 10-day. But you, could, you guys, I think, watched it on Amazon, Amazon Prime, right? Amazon yeah. Prime, yeah. 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 Right, right. It was on Prime, which, you know, hopefully a bunch of people have access to it. But it just it's one of those movies that even if – I'm a little surprised we didn't just make some exception for some DVD copy of it or something because it's just – to me, it's it so – It like if there was going to be a uh, – if we were going to do something for Nerdtacular, this would have been a contender for one of the movies. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. And, and mostly not so much for what the actual content is because, ironically, I don't have a ton of clips today because it's not that clippable. Uh, it's, it's mostly gunfire, It's right? a lot of gunfire. It's a lot of dour attitude and kind of – It's also a lot of – Oh, hey, isn't that so-and-so from all those yeah. other 80s movies? Oh, hey, look at her. That's what's-her-face from all those other 80s movies. Yeah, like in Charlie Sheen's case, this is his first film, like theatrical <laughs> okay, can I, film. Can I give you two confessions really quick? Yeah. Number one, because uh, you talked about how many times you'd seen this movie, this was my first viewing of Red Dawn. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. This one totally totally zipped by me in the 80s. I never, never... Uh, 
Usually, usually I would side. say you're so lucky because now you get to finally see it. But <laughs> it's like now it's like, oh, I wish you would have seen it back I when wish it was you enjoyable. Seen it. Exactly. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yes. Like I wish, I wish Randy had seen Time Bandits when it was in theaters instead right, of seeing right. it so much later on here. I, Same kind I of actually feeling. think I actually think Time Bandits though is a film that gets better with repeated viewings. Mm. Like yeah. you just have to you have to get used to it and you have to start looking at it differently with each time. I can see uh, that. This is also my first time seeing Red Dawn, and oh, wow. Uh, wow. We've, we've talked before about how uh, there's an age uh, uh, like oh. hole that movies fall into, mm. and this movie, this movie <laughs> was the, the very first film ever uh, given a PG-13 rating, and it came out long before I was 13, and so there was a, right. like, I always just think of this time frame, and it's a little different for every person, but there's this time frame where you're maybe old enough that you have, if you have extremely hippie parents, you're watching adult movies, but maybe not. And uh, most people, you're not yet. And let's, there's let's movies call coming grown up out. Movies, yeah, I wouldn't sure, call sure, PG-13 okay, okay. adult. So but I, my parents are just too stupid. They didn't know. They were just like, oh, well, that's, I was, that's not I was R, 12. so go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, right. but there's this gap where you're old enough. To, uh, some of your friends maybe see these movies, but you don't. And then some years go by. And now you're old enough, you're 15 or whatever, you're old enough to just grab these movies and see them yourself. But the time has passed. They're now three or four years in the past, and there's new movies coming out for you to see. And so yeah. you you watch the, the new that. movies that are coming out, and there's now you have a gap. There's just this like gap five years, you know, and you just yeah. never see the movie was, in the gap. This was a uh, this was 1984, which is a banner year in in our opinions, as we've oh, talked yeah. before. That, that yeah. was great films. Also a great time to uh, for you know a little shift in how things were portrayed. And I was 12 at the time, and this was the first PG 13 movie. And so I don't think the local theater really knew how to you know. What is this PG thirteen? I and mean, we know how to we know how to keep kids out of R rated movies, but you know, not every thirteen year old carries around their driver's license. <laughs> so you know, it's like uh, you have to kind of make a judgment call. It's yeah. like, yeah, right. he looks uh, like real, real quick though. I want to throw out my second because I had two confessions. Here's my second. Oh one. yeah, Bring it um, until the end credits rolled. I thought that was Emilio Estevez. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious! <laughs> That's that awesome. You thought Charlie Sheen was Emilio Estevez? I thought Charlie Sheen was Emilio Estevez. It's funny because at one point, it's like, I honestly, swear to God, said this to Tina. Man, back then, Emilio looked a lot more like Charlie Sheen (laughs) than he does now. (laughs) But but he didn't fully look like Charlie Sheen. He looked like this weird, um, halfway through the morph software. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Halfway through the morph software of of Charlie Sheen to Emilio Estevez. You know what? I can kind of see it now that you say it. I can kind of picture what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you can. And it's funny, but it's also understandable because this is one of the worst shot films we've ever seen on this show. And I just can't, can't stop thinking about... Why did the director and the cinematographer do this? Mm. Why did they have so many mm-hmm. shots where I understand not looking directly into the face of the people, but why do they have so many shots where I'm looking over their shoulder from behind and just seeing the tip of their nose? Like yeah. what? what trying was to be it? edgy probably or trying was to it? be. I, I think we we're trying to be, I think we we're trying to be more like a, a war movie and uh, especially like the seventies gritty kind of war movies. So I, yeah, I agree with Randy. It just, especially in that part, it failed. And and the edits, because sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be following along with a character, and I'm like, 
Okay, where are we at now? That makes absolutely zero sense. I didn't even know we just traversed a day's worth of travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, what happened? There's a lot of that yeah. in this movie, and I totally agree with this sentiment, even though I loved this movie and seen it so many times. I think it's ripe for a good remake, not that Hemsworth thing that was bad. Oh, I, I kind of like eh, that movie. Was now, bad. I, now I want to see the Hemsworth, I Hemsworth like it. Uh, The remake. movie, it's okay, but the movie was, it got the wrong, the message is wrong. Yes. And 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 it, part of it is we're out of the Cold War in a way that's significant, and it's like there it's a different sure. kind of threat. So they take it in different places and all of that. And so Wasn't I understand North Korean that. isn't that what was uh, didn't they play that? Yeah, certainly is was, what they would do with these like right now if they were right, to do right. a remake. It's probably I think that'd be what it is, or I think that's yeah. that is what it is. But here's the well, thing: yeah. if they're gonna do it again, what I would do is put it in the '80s again. Like mm-hmm. just go right. ahead and make it retro. Who cares? It doesn't have to be a modern take. And let's have a better shot, better paced, better plotted yeah. experience because yeah, I think there's something there. There's something there. The yeah. pacing is so crazy on this. I mean, the movie mm-hmm. begins, you get you get 10 seconds of schoolroom setup before the whole <laughs> thing fast. begins, right? You it don't get fast. any sort of character like, oh, there's this guy and he's like the tough guy right. and here's this other guy and he's like the weenie but, guy. And you yeah, most say- of the time you complain that they, they don't give you enough character. They don't give right. you enough. They give you too much character development. It's like, yes. oh, I don't just get on with the action. But man, you would no time also wasted. you would think like, uh, I guess we've read that the director was a protege of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And you would think that he would have also like really learned the lessons of things like Star Wars episodes four and five, mm-hmm. which are all about team building and character building. And then you have your conflict and then it's very, very like we're all invested. And also, by the way, uh, it doesn't help me that you're constantly surprising me with your action. Like, I actually get a lot more entertained when you show me how we got to the action, the moment of action. So, for instance, uh, the rabbit, uh, not rabbit, the spider hole uh, ambush. Yeah. Was oh, right. Awesome. But it made me stop and say, whoa, when did they dig those enormous holes? There's a lot of industry that had to go totally. into this preparation. Why didn't you show me some of that? That would have been really entertaining. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and it would have been nice, right? A little montage of like how they prepare this. It's so it felt so like wow everything really had to be perfectly predicted in how Jennifer Grey was gonna get the package in there and blow it up but then still you know if there's any of them left over she has to run a specific direction and nothing can possibly go wrong you know she can't get caught up closer to them because if she's too close to them then when they come out to shoot they're going to shoot her as well i mean there's yeah. so much that could have gone wrong in also that this matter. claim this claim that they make in the, some of the trivia about john millis being or millius i guess as i say it being a protege of spielberg is kind of like saying i'm the protege of my roommate in college because you know this is 84 right, we're, we're, right. spielberg's been around for a bit but mm. not really very long and i don't think this guy learned shit so whatever his claim is <laughs> like it really is he not that like, great and, it, and it's unfortunate because right. i think that the 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 core concept that's at play here is really solid and could be applied in a bunch of ways and it's just a great idea and I love you know I love this sort of end time sort of look at stuff like this and things happening and disrupting your normal everyday life and and turning it somewhere else and that's interesting to me and, and I like it but from the point does of it? it happening all the way to Mad Max level like I like all those levels and this just is not well made. I w- Version I was trying to think of what. Go ahead, go ahead. Does it still have to? I mean, does it still feel like? Let's say you take all the acting, the editing, the pacing, all that stuff out of it. The whole premise rel- uh, relies on 
all right, is it believable that a group of, of teenagers whimpering, sobbing, um, freaked out kids who are like, don't forget living like they're living in the elements without any sort of structure or anything like that. They're basically, you have to think about this. They're in sleeping bags in October in the mountains of Colorado. I won't even sleep. Uh, without four comforters in October <laughs> in Colorado, like in the house with a heating system. But, right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so this was a, this, this script is a flip the script idea of what happens when we go into other countries. Right. So there was a little bit of anti-war, but also celebration of war going on here uh, about uh, what would happen if we were on the receiving end. Well, of, and, 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 and to, in flipping that script, by the way, that's, the the conceit is this to answer Ibbett's actual question, which is yeah. these are kids in the way that when other nations find themselves at siege with one another, occupied, uh, right. a lot of times the guerrilla stuff ends up being a bunch of kids in the jungle, and by kids I mean you know twelve to eighteen, and yeah. and so this so, so it's not that crazy of an idea, but the way that they present it here I think is just not good enough. I think they could have gone and, further. I think the acting could have helped it. I think that yeah. if everybody was wanna, as good an actor as I, Henry I Dean Stanton, we'd have a better film. Oh, I wanted more I, of Henry Dean Stanton. Man. Yeah, I, I could get, me. <laughs> I could get really off in the weeds talking about how guerrilla insurgencies actually work in reality. Like it, always, like they they if they fail, they fail. That's that, and you don't have a story. But when they work, they always work in the same ways. And this movie isn't realistic. And that's fine. Like, let's not let's not hold it against a movie that it's not realistic. Right, like, right. Well, it's, we it's do supposed to we do have a, you. Uh, we do have a higher degree. We have a higher um, expectation when it comes to war movies. I think. Uh, yeah, and believing a, a kid realistic. can shoot webs out of his wrists or or not, depending on which version of Spider Man you're watching, is one thing where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm there's so many other things that I have to kind of suspend disbelief for. This is a, a fantasy film. Whereas Red Dawn, it's supposed to feel like this this could happen. This is what potentially World War Three could be. And so do I believe that that no matter they're how much their you, right? backs are against the wall. Yeah, totally. And no matter how much these kids' backs are against the wall, they can come through and and organize and mobilize into a unit that can take out battalions of of Cuban and Russian trained military personnel. Right. Um, you just have to have this level and, of ineptness of the opponent kind of set right. up and ahead the, of time. And, yeah, those those invaders make every mistake imaginable. Yes. It's insane how often those invaders are just driving down a road completely unprotected without <laughs> checkpoints or anything. Like, it's insane. But right. I, I want to grant it that. Like, yes, I want a Red Dawn HBO series. And I want it Ooh. to be, I think I want it to be made by the guy who made Chernobyl because I want to know what he would do oh, with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh it's my like, gosh! Okay. You're, you know, you, you know, you know what? Like, you have my you've got my attention, dude. That's a great yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I, I but, sign on for that. And, yeah. and that would be because, and that would address the pacing problem because you could have it spread out over a, a six episode miniseries or whatever, and it wouldn't feel like October. Oh, kids, right, take another right, November. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you could do yeah. you could do five seasons of this and make them full twelve episode seasons. Like that's a great idea they yeah, need yeah. to stop trying to make this a movie and let's make it a show isn't that isn't that essentially what jericho was though wasn't that kind of jericho was bad though 
when Jericho wasn't bad. Not no, 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 Jericho, no. Jericho, Jericho was had Jericho potential. Was? Jericho, no, no, Jericho was Jericho was like post. It, Jericho was all the power it, went out. Nobody can get it on again. And then, well, but it was it was okay. So Jericho fell in a time where we were still trying to figure out good TV. I just like the power went out and nobody could get it on again. I'm right. trying. Yeah. I'm, hope, I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to make the leap of nobody can get the power back on again. But all I can think of is, damn, there's no power. None yeah. of us can get it on. No more babies. That's it. <laughs> Humanity <laughs> dies a slow death because we can't procreate anymore. We can't get the power. Yeah. There you go. That's it. But I think that I to get back to the movie. I think the the major problem here um was that our director uh just a couple years before had directed uh conan the uh conan so he's he's done that so yeah so he wrote in and directed conan Hmm. in 82 uh this time he is taking on a cast of really young actors we got to remember that patrick swayze c thomas howell leah thompson charlie sheen all these people were very young actors and he had to like coax a performance out of these people and this is also rumored at the time that patrick swayze and jennifer gray were not on the you know the friendliest of terms they oh weren't. i didn't know that jennifer yeah, gray were, claims it was the best movie she ever made or the most fun she ever had making a movie so maybe right right i've make- i've heard that i've heard several things but one of the things i heard is that they had some you know some conflict and maybe that was more in the in the next movie they did which a few years later dirty dancing right uh so that there's a lot of moving pieces. This was kind of a low budget affair for what they were doing. And he and this director's got to coordinate all these young actors and also coordinating all this, you know, all these shots in this this sprawling area and and got to get military assets in. I mean, oh my gosh, this is this was a huge undertaking. Uh, yeah. in, in my opinion. So I, I kind of give it a little bit, I kind of step back just a little bit and go, okay. Yeah, you know it's it was this is the t- this is a tough order to feel. Yeah, I think I I think what I happened to me as a thirteen year old kid is I felt it and I believed it right. and I bought into it because the concept was strong. And when you're a kid, you're less worried about you know technical uh, perfection oh, yeah. or movies having exact exactly the right pacing or plot and stuff and all that. So I was a lot more forgiving to that. And what I just could not get over was this concept that teenagers like me or ones that were just older than me could grab a gun and make this happen and and i just forgot about all the plot holes like oh, that's yeah, what it was now too. it's impossible to watch it now and not see those though sure so it frustrated me it's not good it's yeah. not good it frustrated people. me because i i really have, have such powerful feelings for it as a thing growing up like we do a, about a lot of things we see when we're young but uh a, a a treatment that somebody like fx or hbo or amc or somebody could give this as a series would be really great like i i think there's lessons still to be learned from the concept if you want to set it in the 80s even better because i just think it fits really nicely and you still make it russians and cubans like be a little truer to that you still get the importance of our fears at that time though when we're so far away from from being afraid of russians and and i mean that's a great question right because you and i would see it and go oh yeah totally this was the cold war but other people will see it and go or like my son will see it and say, well, I don't get it. What's why the Russians? Why right. Cubans? Cubans? Yeah, Cubans. <laughs> right. It's, it's, the, it's the red scare. You know, you can't, you can't have Red Dawn without having communist uh, to, to, ideas. people? To my, son, right. to my son, Nicholas, which is still out of his own time, he thinks yeah. that if you say Cubans, his only reference point is that Bigger. Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer had those three Cuban guys living <laughs> in his apartment because they could bring him cigars. Like, he has no reference right, point for right. Cuba. 
other than ooh, yeah. why are those cigars illegal here? Plus, the, plus, there's no fear because we were still even in '84. We were very much in fear of everything that was going on in the Cold War. It was a very tense time. How do you how do you bring that? Because we all, I think, we were all afraid during the '80s, thinking that oh, you know, won't be long, and I'll be old enough to fight in a war. Will a war come again? Because every decade prior. Seems like there was a, a war going on. Well, and so I'll tell you what, though. I, I've, I have bad news, maybe. I don't know if it's bad news or good news, but maybe this is just the way of humanity. But I remember when the Gulf, first Gulf War happened, I was like right. 19 or 20, whatever I was. Mm -hmm. And I remember being freaked out that I was going to get drafted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. I can tell you that I now have a 19-year-old son, and two, three weeks ago when sabers are rattling about Iran, Right. He came to me and says, Dad, is there like a chance I can get drafted for this yeah. thing? And I, yeah. I think the fear just transcends. I don't I think oh, anytime yeah. anytime somebody tells you that without your say, you may be pulled into a conflict that will end your life and you will have to end other lives, like that's yeah, that's right. a horrific idea. And this this movie touches on some of those themes, but it never very quite, lightly. Yeah, it never mm -hmm. quite gets there. It just makes a lot of assumptions. There's a thing at the end. That a lot of people think is cheesy and would never happen. It's kind of this trope where, in fact, it deserves a trope thing. I'm going to play one here. You go. It's where the 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 leader of this whole thing of the of the invasion, the one that's in charge of everything, in the end respects his enemy so much that he lets them go, despite the fact that they completely disrupted their invasion plans. Um, he lets Swayze and the dying brother go. And right. if, even though and remember, I know that that's horseshit and that would never happen, there is something about that whole sequence that really sews it up for me. And I wish the rest of the movie was good at this. Like the brothers and their relationship. And I don't even like Charlie Sheen, but the, but their relationship really worked for me. Really Thanks spoke for to me. that in there. I don't yes. even like Charlie Sheen. But uh, <laughs> it just, I mean, what we didn't know then, what we know now. But he, it, yeah, it was right. a, it was a great, I thought they handled that stuff really well. And it, I found it heartfelt and, emotional oh, yeah absolutely i mean really good. We, we land we land the brothers at the very place of which the other touchstone of emotion is which is harry dean stanton uh talking about remember when we used to take to the swing when i used to be at the swings and i'd pick you up uh and you know that was their that was kind of their safe spot yeah. and so they got to go there and and die even though harry dean stanton told him he wasn't gonna pick him up anymore he's just not doing it even if he's dead it's like no, i'm not doing it Remember yeah. all those things yeah. I did that made you hate right. me? This is why. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. Well, he the, was he was great until he started yelling yeah. and avenge me. The, he was that was dumb. The whole but, that was great. That was my the whole uh, the whole story here is something that you have to stop putting in context. If you put the story in context, it's meaningless. Like this is a tiny town. It's one of ten thousand small towns in the United States. Like ultimately, what what are you fighting over is is not important. Like what's important is what's going on elsewhere. And so, but but if you allow yourself to go down that road, then just don't even watch the movie because the right. movie doesn't doesn't have that context. It's entirely this one little thing, right? And sure. uh, the trope that uh, you just made me think of is called uh, Day of the Jackboot. Have you oh, ever heard this, no. yeah. this phrase? So day, you know, in the day of the jackboot, like we have been, uh, we're in a place that where these thugs are running everything. And there's lots of movies like that, like Escape from L.A. Oh, one. sure, sure. I think we talked about it then uh, too, didn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Pretty common and, theme. And uh, I didn't, because I'd never seen this movie before, I'd, it never occurred to me that this is actually the best. Like you mm -hmm. have to portray these jackbooted thugs running the town. And they do. 
Yeah. And it's amazing how fast they start running the town. Like for like within minutes of invading. Yeah. Well, they, within know, within minutes and a, and a title card that says October. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> things happen. Things a lot Meanwhile. of things happen since September. So much hand wavy October. Like right. by the way, November now. By the way, yeah. uh, and I and I actually that, that's a trick I don't mind sometimes when it's used right, where it's like, oh my gosh, a month has passed, or right. a month is a theme almost, like these horrible things happen in the month of October. And then right, it says November, right. yeah, you're but, like, what will happen in November? But I don't think they use it right here. It's not great. I don't think they use it right here either because there's so much that you got to really assume like, okay, I understand that um, that the, the, the town has changed over that time, but I want to see how these guys are training. I want to see how they're surviving on more than just deer and berries because that's all we really ever see them <laughs> forage. Yeah. Uh, how are they, how are what kind of shelter did they build and how are they getting all that paramilitary gear constantly i understand that they're capturing it i understand that but some of that to me some of that stuff is like oh they blew the tank up all right well they got all this shit now where'd they get it the blown up tank like where are you getting it right yeah what wasn't thought through was that they would capture gear and then they would look and sound exactly like their enemies like Mm -hmm. they made they even made for some reason they made the snow camo that the teenagers were wearing a little different than the snow camo the invaders were wearing i'm like no they would have gotten that from those guys Mm. pajama flage you mean did you make that up because that's really good pajama flage awesome oh my gosh mark that one down because that's great i couldn't think what to call that shit they were wearing it was awful and I couldn't think what to call baggy, it. Like really baggy. How is this how is this uh both protection and hiding you from the element or hiding you from your uh, opponents? Yeah, yeah. That's just ridiculous. It was the first it was literally the first note I wrote in in, in my watching this. Camouflage. Yeah. All right, sorry, we just had to so celebrate that for a so moment. Because that's really good. But yeah, there there's some there's a shot where they were um what's the name of that historic point that they were at and they were misinterpreting the sign? Uh, oh, oh yeah yeah when they were in front of the Arapaho, uh, yeah they were in front of the uh, that was great. so dumb that little selfie they took so dumb dude <laughs> yeah but that's that was that was the idea right that these people were very comfortable in their dominance and uh they got their comeuppance it says here that they have found I, a big battle here right? you know and it, I it was cuban bad, but i just had to right it. it's too bad because it was actually a very humorous uh point uh yeah. in, in in that scene and I didn't, it was so subtle, I didn't even realize it was happening until after it happened, but the, uh, the, the, one of the generals that was there with him, or the, the upper up, he got shot, and I got, thought he got shot in the back with that arrow. He got shot in the butt. Yeah, it was in the and butt. so when he was, when he was screaming, oh my god, I'm dying, then it made me laugh. Yeah, I, I didn't realize too. But I kept thinking it was in the back. I'm like, yeah, you are going to die if you got punctured in your lung. But then I'm like, you got your butt meat. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was laughing no matter what because that was just poorly done. Like it just made him oh, seem yeah. like, oh, yeah, this highfalutin general such a puss. He's like, it is in my bum. I'm going right. to die from the bum arrow. Like, And then when she laid into him with the AK and just sprayed him with bullets, yeah. I was like, good, dude. That guy sucked. Freaking pajama. Yeah, freaking <laughs> pajama. Leah Thompson. I, want, I don't think, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Leah Thompson performance more than so this. I, I agree great. with you that that guy sucked, but <laughs> the best moments in the film, yeah. the best moments in the film were when the invaders are talking to each other, which had just happened. They had been standing on a roadside, taking pictures, mm-hmm. pretending to know what the English sign said. And those are the best parts of the film. The best. 
when when they're in town and they have their collaborator you know they shouldn't like, be but they are they're real they're, they are good i mean what they do is they give us the bigger picture they help us understand the overall threat like it's it's important that they even exist um but i still wish that the i wish the kids had more stuff to do again no offense to any of these actors i grew up with all these guys and like them and lots of things and all that but i just i don't know i feel like different we, we different approach the, we didn't today. have any there was no character development hall and so mm-hmm. you know that 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 may be true in a true wartime sense because you kind of get locked into to to being whatever your environment creates. Yeah. But as a story, you need you need somebody to grow. Well, that is conceptually you know I mean? what they're going for here, right? It's like all the norms right. are broken and it's immediate. You're everything you thought was normal, like sitting in this class talking to your teacher and then noticing there's a bunch of paratroopers out the window. From then on, all that. norms are out the window. Nothing's normal again. Um, if anything, they just kind of, they kind of broke that themselves because when they came back to town to check how things were going, right, right. nobody seemed to give a poop who these boys, these right. famous boys well, were who, yeah. who escaped and they oh, killed everybody's guys. looking for you. Well, nobody seems not, to be looking for you. Even the guy who was hard, looking at you yeah. doesn't appear to be looking for you. Yeah. There are people staring at you who don't, who aren't looking for you. Like <laughs> what the hell is that about? Like that really annoyed me, but that's that. Well, that's the, that's the incompetence of an occupying army. This there uh, simply by orders and not by villainy. You know, also, they're not, they're not again, there to be villains. They're just there to be right. pawns. Once right. again, don't forget, this is a small town in the middle of nowhere. They're not sending their best to occupy this town. Remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really I get... think about that. It's not like they're, and also I noticed that the American, uh, military certainly is not sending their best to help the kids out very often or very quickly. Well, and somebody I, in I, spring. <laughs> I want to. I wrote something down. I want to share with you guys. Um, I freaking love Powers Booth and oh god, so good yes. in yeah. villain roles later in life. Yeah, and right. re- rest in peace, Powers Booth. He died a couple years ago. Yeah. I I thought I I actually I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, young Powers Booth sucks. I'm sad that young powers. And then I looked him up. He was 36. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sorry. He should have some acting chops by this point. Yeah. I don't maybe. understand. He's fine. I don't. I didn't bother me. I don't think his character was yeah. all that well realized. It was super uh, stereotypy and stuff, oh. and just sort of fit whatever. It's also a little creepy with Jennifer Gray, but that's fine. But or, I mean, uh, no, it was uh, it was uh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. That, that was. I Leah keep Thompson screwing them up. By the way, I keep all... screwing them up. It's Leah Thompson who said she's never had more fun on a movie. Right. 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 Not, Jennifer, not Jennifer is, Gray. Jennifer oh. Gray says the worst experience of her life. Yeah, she yeah. had a bad time. Leah Thompson is all over the place in this movie because it is like <laughs> she is so broken, no, weird. She, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, just by the end of this, you're thinking, oh my god, she. She has the potential to like when they get this thing resolved, still right. go on like a, you yeah. know, a, a doomsday prepper, yeah, yeah. maniacal. <laughs> and yeah. and I want to. I wrote down something about Leah Thompson. There were so many scenes where you actually can see her. Like uh, unlike the rest of the movie, you can actually see her, and she looks like Hermione stands with a fist. Mm. Does that make sense <laughs> to you? A little bit. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Actually, uh, the the way the women were portrayed in general, I liked. In this movie, and I think it played against type. Most movies back then were still right. sort of stuck in the hole. Girls are always the ones in trouble. Uh, men have to save them. They're hysterical or they're upset. And that's about to change. This is '84, and that's about to change. Maybe right a cusp. little bit. Or, you, you could argue yeah, that yeah, it's still it, changing. It comes and but goes. I just, I guess, it what I'm saying is, if you look at it in a vacuum, this movie subverts all of that pretty well. These are two very strong female 
characters. I don't know about being strong. Jennifer Grey is like, she never says hardly even, there's hardly even like three lines that I think she says in the whole movie. And, and she's constantly, they're using her as bait because apparently she's the only thing that the soldiers on the other side are attracted to because yeah. every time they see Jennifer Gray, they just like, Oh, they lose it. Yeah. They're like, Oh, look yeah. at that. Oh, hope, that's she, Jennifer Gray. hope she never gets a nose job. I like it the way it is. They said to themselves, right. But here, <laughs> Here's what, here's what I like about her. Her two, she had two, yeah. two big jobs, squeeze the, squeeze the orange on top of, uh, Swayze's head and <laughs> lay on a grenade for an hour or however long she was there. She cooked that thing, boy. Yeah. She's like, come on. <laughs> Come touch my dead body. Do it. I dare you. I mean, the whole like this. Okay, that's frustrating too. The whole idea was she was he was supposed to shoot her and end her misery. No. He couldn't do it, so he says she says, "Fine, give me a grenade." So the idea is that she's gonna use, she pull the pen out and give me the grenade. She's gonna use the grenade to end her own life. Instead, she dies or falls asleep and just leaves it on there like a like a uh, what do you call it a, a booby trap. That's fine, mm-hmm. except. You were the whole point was to end it, not booby trap. Like pick your thing, and, and like right, what we don't get right. is her decision making. Going, oh, this kind of hurts. I think I'll just use this now. Well, wait a minute. What yeah, if I slept? Change my it? mind on how I want this to go down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of annoyed. If it doesn't work, I'm going to be in some big trouble. It annoyed me a little bit, but I got over it. Yeah. Uh, see Thomas Howell. He's a psycho in this. He's yeah. He's that trope yeah, yeah. though, right? Where yeah. you start out like, oh, he's he's the one crying the most and the most upset, and the most nervous. Get Star Wars hat and all that. And then later on, he becomes like the most awful killer, you know. Right. And the kid, you're and the first, other kid, you're kind of worried about becoming the uh, yeah, yeah. sitting it, on top of a schoolhouse. <laughs> and, and at first, yeah. I couldn't figure out if they were trying to say only the jocks would survive because I was like, these all like jock folk. But then they started developing the characters, going, no, no, you know, uh, Daryl, he's kind of a, you know, he's the class president, you know. So there's there's no computer nerds in that, uh, you know. Or no, no communication technology. Oh, that would have been great. No, there, I, that new one, I think, does that too. Eighty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been with all, <laughs> it's all Mac <laughs> SEs and stuff. Uh, but with the with the uh, or no, the original Mac, I guess, wasn't it? Eighty four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the uh, right the SE, or, yeah right the pre SE thirties. Yeah, right. and the IBM PS twos and whatever. Anyway, yeah. what y'all think? What y'all think about Mister Teasdale, Frank McRae's character, is the teacher who. Just walks uh, out. Just walks out. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Think you guys are in the wrong place. I mean, I think he thought that they, like today, if I saw a bunch of dudes and guns and stuff outside, right. I and I, and it looked official, like military official. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'd walk out there. I would assume there'd be rules yeah. in place where you're not just going to mow people down. So sure. he did well, what I think I would do, especially in a case where you got a bunch of kids who are sort of your that's your stewardship for that hour. You know, like you can't right. just leave them. In there, you're gonna go out was, and see what's going on. So I, I, I liked that. It was only, short though; it wasn't there very long. Yeah, it was very oh, short, no. and, but it was very important for like it's so much foreshadowing. I mean, He's everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everything was foreshadowing. Is just like, oh, let's here's a, here's a little story. Guess what? It's gonna it's gonna come back later in the movie. We just told you the whole movie. Yeah. Everything everything's mm-hmm. like it was t- constantly giving me foreshadowing. I'm like, too much. Oh, they foreshadowed everything always. But they yeah. really got going quick, and that's the thing I don't remember from my previous fourteen viewings. Yeah, me too. Is how I thought there was a lot more lead up to the class getting shot up, and a lot more yeah. tension there, and there was none. It was just like, here we go. I was I was laughing out of the gate because uh, the once like Randy had said earlier, like the cinematography and the, and the shots, they they didn't seem to get the shots that they needed, yeah. and so they were like, there's one scene where Charlie Sheen is walking after he's been dropped off by Jed's character and he's walking into the school and, you know, 
Jed's already in our minds is already like, you know, almost a half mile down the road. Yeah. And then Charlie Sheen turns around and goes, Thanks, Jed. See you later, Jed. Yeah. Like, Who's he talking to? It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's like weird editing, and and then the other things they they really got it, like they nailed it. The what I will remember about the initial invasion is a paratrooper murdering a Pot- yeah. Pontiac Ventura. Like, yeah. That that was so well done, and like I got to see the car with a hood popping open and a fire happening, and it was like like there are kids inside and they're freaking out. Like 1969 Pontiac Ventura, nailed. And yeah. it's like other things. I like I don't remember other parts of that sequence. So you must yeah. not have shot it very well. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot, of, a lot of missing shots. A lot of uh, a lot of editing at the end because there's a lot of soundstage stuff. Like sure. man, Powers Booth was just like screaming in a microphone somewhere when he was, when he was there was shot. adr across the board like tons yeah, yeah. of it and yes. it was annoying it was the annoying kind where it's just i can't stand when there's supposed to be just dialogue and they have right. to adr the whole thing in i hate that mm-hmm. yeah and they do that with the outside whole... shots you have to sometimes yeah the outside, it's almost always outside shots right but like yeah. in you know newer films they have better tech better mic tech isolating tech they can they can make that stuff work but you know this is yeah. 84 they couldn't really do it this film actually had a record for a while. It was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most acts of violence of any film up to that time. According to their calculations, 134 acts of violence occupy, or excuse, so, it, sorry, occur per hour, or that's 2.23 violent acts yeah. per minute. And if you don't believe that, you can get the special edition DVD that actually has the kill counter shot. Show Does it really the like screen. on the bot like yeah. a little score? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Score card? Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I uh, I was surprised when you said that this was the first PG thirteen film because I wasn't I I'd always been under the impression that it was uh, um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I think no, the Temple of Doom was, was the thing that inspired didn't inspire it, but it it that was one of the the linchpins of them doing it. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I, that's my memory. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was that and oh. Gremlins was like, oh, you guys, we got to have a new rating. We need another. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's funny that Spielberg... We're going down a dangerous path. Spielberg was involved in all three of these things. That's kind of funny. If In this one, barely, because it's just his friend is this director, but yeah, that's kind of funny. I used a roommate. Spielberg owned the 80s, man. That guy... He really did. He really did, but you don't think about it then. Like, at the time, I didn't think about it so much, but now I look back and I'm like, everything was yours, man. The whole decade. Mm-hmm. E.T., we, we just learned this on TMS the other day. E.T. was the top-grossing film of the entire decade. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. beat Star Wars, beat Indiana Jones, which was also his, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just crazy to me how no, much you know, did. I I really hate we didn't get to experience an uh, a elder uh, Patrick Swayze. I would really have mm-hmm. been interested mm-hmm. to see. Oh, what he'd be doing now? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, so interesting. Like, yeah. imagine older Patrick Swayze in a movie like Hell or High Water. Yeah, right. right. Oh, right. right. Yeah, or some kind of oh, even a west any western or something. I would be all up in that. It really bums me out because so he had pancreatic cancer. So did uh, Powers Booth, the exact same oh, kind really? of cancer. Yeah, wow. uh, obviously died much later in his life than Patrick did, but just right. a bummer, man. Yeah. Patrick Swayze they, did not deserve that. What if they that. ate like the same cancerous <laughs> shrimp at a party? Right, the, like a rap lift right off the craft table yeah. at uh, the making of Red Dawn. Could have been when they both drank that deer blood. Oh wait, that was the other kid. Never mind. Yeah, you know I kept since the yeah since the foreshadowing was so you know so like heavy handed. 
I really expected somebody to drink somebody's blood. I really was mm. expecting that to well, go. Instead, to you just got level. deer blood. Here's the thing. This yeah. movie, I was 100% sure, even after 15 viewings, that somebody sometime barfed in this movie. No one ever barfed. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I, I think, honestly was I thinking think that C. Thomas Hall was going to puke right after drinking that yeah. dirt blood. They were setting it up like, oh, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's good. No, it's warm and salty and the worst thing in your mouth and barf. Right. I, I swear yeah, I remember yeah. somebody barfing, but I didn't. He know. likes it. Yeah. Uh, I found I found the most le- I found the least believable IMD IMDb fact. Okay, so okay, gonna, give it, cool. give it. This is no way this is true, but whatever. It says producers were considering Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Harrison Ford for the roles of uh, Jen and. Those are always in there, too. This probably had that too, and I just skipped over it. But anyway, it says two CIA men came to the set. I love that you call them CIA men. CIA men. Uh, Came to the set having received reports of Russian tanks in the area. They were relieved to hear the tanks were just for a movie. Yeah. Come on. That That sounds, that sounds. I don't know. CIA men is the official term for those people. Yeah. The (laughs) CIA men coming to, you know, just imagine. What did that do? Oh, he's a CIA man. Just imagine (laughs) the top intelligence uh, organization in the world. And they're like. (laughs) Hey, Phil, you see that? There's some tanks there. I hope this isn't real. <laughs> Come on. That's I, horseshit. I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the tanks. I enjoyed the tank battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very well sure. done. It did make me stop and think, how'd they get these tanks to Colorado? I don't know what the, right. what's a, what's the, what was the mechanism by which these very, very heavy machines they were probably had. taken to this little town? And, that, and they're not even in the little town. These tanks are out in the out in the right. desert well right? that's like, that's a vegas shot so all the tank stuff i read is uh, so they filmed most of this was filmed in north vegas and then a whole bunch of it was filmed in in actual uh, colorado right not vegas vegas though uh las vegas, vegas, vegas new mexico. mexico oh yeah. i didn't i mis- i misunderstood that i didn't know there was that's a las a, vegas that's new mexico. a crappy vegas yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and i want to be i want to be clear scott i wasn't asking how did the filmmakers get these tanks out here? I was yeah. asking, how did the invaders how did the get these Cubans tanks out here? Oh, oh, and I see what you yeah. mean. Like, okay, I got gotcha. you. That was a little off. It was a, they yeah, come it was in, a uh, weird. They come in IKEA flat packs, and you just assemble them. You get them uh, shipped out there, and then you just put them together. Yeah, I, is there a little amorphous? Like, is the there... name the name on the side is Boomston. Yeah, Boomston. Boomston. Right. And there's a little little instruction manual that's got two guys shrugging their shoulders. Yeah, two little amorphous guys, little naked blobby looking guys going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I found it odd too. I didn't, I didn't dig too deep into it because I just didn't want to. But I, I I wasn't sure about I wasn't sure about the plan to invade. Colorado is your starting point. I, I and thought, nowhere, been... and not even near NORAD. Like you right. think if you're going to pick a place that's going to be like, okay, just, um, where's NORAD? Let's go there. Like a weird choice, but maybe I just didn't dig deep enough into the, to what the plan was. But it seemed like it made more sense for them to come because didn't they say Mexico was like in turmoil and a civil war? I mean, like seems like it would be easier to creep up through that way yeah i always thought it was texas something. and in fact until this 15th viewing yeah, i still thought yeah, it was texas yeah. i thought it was a small texas too. town I, for some reason that that football small town vibe made me feel like it was texas not i i remember sure. them going to colorado but i thought they started in texas and just uh yeah. you know over months times worked their way up to colorado <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the powers booth character is supposed to explain this to you and it doesn't go very well because he's mumbling in no. the middle of the night yeah. and it basically 
Yes. So the communist, <laughs> the communist invasion has been coming up from South America where it got its foothold in the Americas like mm. years and years ago. Right. And it's been coming up, up, up and communism over overthrew Mexico and then built a great big army and then invaded the states. And the, the reason this movie is taking place in Colorado is because that invasion over the border with Mexico was full scale freaking war. Like mm-hmm. war, sense, war, yeah. and and so you wouldn't have you wouldn't have wanted to put this too close to the border, or it would have just been, you know, a bunch of disaster. That makes sense. Explosion. Yeah, they, they did kind of they did kind of uh, address that a little bit because they, they that's what happened. When they were doing the big tank battle. They he took took them down to the actual line right where things were really happening. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was uh, so he's he's an interesting character because. <laughs> he brings context to the larger conflict so that they're not, you know, just up in their mountain retreat and away from everything and not really know what's going on. I just never really bought him as this grizzled serviceman. I I don't know why I just didn't, Mm -hmm. it just didn't work for me. I don't know who would have been better at the time, but it never worked for me. He was meant to play villains. He's supposed to be curly bill. He's Mm -hmm. supposed to be. Yeah. I I did. I did keep waiting for him to turn. Like that was one of the things I said. I had remembered there was some kind of betrayal in the movie, but it, you know it's been probably like ten years since I've watched it last, and I I couldn't remember. I'm like, was it Powers Booth that was the traitor? Well, Somebody was yeah, a traitor. Yeah, and now it nowadays the Game of Thronesification of this is, uh, Powers Booth's character would eventually force himself on Leah Thompson in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then they would all hate him, but then he would get redemption by saving them from a tank uh, hmm. when they needed it most. Right. And I I realized, man. I've seen too much since this movie came out, you know, yes. like that. I, that I, I just much. can't, I can't take it at face value. Cause I'm like, well, powers booth was, would have been an interesting character if he'd been more rapey. Am I saying right. that? No, God, no. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I mean, it does, it does feel like his character is a little two dimensional. Like he's the, he's the world war two fighter that lands on Gilligan's Island and, and <laughs> almost helps him get off the Island for a few I think minutes. We are. This is Gilligan's Island. Very <laughs> close. Yeah, Gilligan's uh, Island, Lord of the Flies. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. I hate. I always, even as a kid, hated that thing they would do on Gilligan's Island where somebody like that would show up. I hated that. And you're right. That's kind of what this mm-hmm. is. It's not that it sh- couldn't. It absolutely could have been done better, but whatever. I, you know what I hated about Gilligan's Island episodes? Always the one where they were actively trying to get off the island. Those pissed me off because <laughs> I knew there was no way they were getting off. So don't don't give me hope. Oh, they're just wasting your time. Yeah, I get that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just let's just deal with weird coconut technology. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's yeah. A weird coconut. Yeah. How are you going to make a record player play and uh, right. what, what will Mr. Howell do right. to keep his money hidden? You know, right. all you have to do is fix a hole in the side of the boat, which you can, you know. <laughs> right. Occasionally have, the old, com- the old comedian kind of- joke you, know, you can fix a you can make a radio out of a coconut but you can't fix a hole in the side of the boat yeah <laughs> that shows dumb let's just just bring it. me some just bring me some gorillas with you know some kind of enhanced intelligence to the island yeah. and have them run around that's what i want my favorite my g-u-e or gorillas g-o they were g-o's yeah, g-o's, G-O's. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want Dudes in suits, in sweaty, hairy right. suits. That's what right. that was. And also uh, the one where they got the the uh, the the radiated vegetables that showed up in a box, oh, and yeah. everybody yeah. got like super, super... the superpower episode. Yes, I love yeah. freaking. I thought that was great. Uh, yeah. All right, so here's uh, the the this, uh, I just wanted to give the full skinny on the PG thirteen thing. So the first motion picture re- released with a 
PG-13 rating from the MPAA. However, and this is August 10th, 1984, The Flamingo Kid technically is oh. the first film to get a PG-13 rating, but it sat on no shelves for five... No one's ever heard five, of it except for us. It was on shelves for... It <laughs> was it was shelved right. for five months before they put it out. So it's it got the rating first, but it released in theaters late. So right. the so the so, so yeah, the, I'm gonna say that doesn't count. Yeah, and what's yeah. funny is the Flamingo Kid. I that's a movie for me that only exists because H, HBO showed it every day yeah. at two a.m. True story. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only same, way it exists. Same experience. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I'm trying to think if I ever I, saw it in any other form. I had I never heard of it until just now, and <laughs> I'm shocked to find out it's a Gary Marshall film. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I know it's a it's Matt Dillon, right? Yep. And yeah. lead. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like a cabana future, boy. Future film sack, probably. Probably, yeah. it's this not thing, good. Like Gary, Perfect. Gary Marshall, who made his bones writing Happy Days and mm-hmm. later made the movie Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. also made this Flamingo Kid thing. Yeah, right. You've and never apparently, seen there's that. a That's there's crazy. a musical out now, so don't don't forget to run out and see the Flamingo Kid musical. This, Shut uh, up, really? Yeah, really. That's yeah. a thing. Okay. With Nathan Lane as the Flamingo Kid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, look. I like Nathan Lane. You're talking my language. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Um, so you guys are right oh, about the Colorado oh. thing. I didn't know there was a Las Vegas, New Mexico. I feel like an idiot. I had no idea. Oh, we, it's not we a very flew. good. It's not a. It's not a memorable Las Vegas. So it's understandable. Okay, fair enough. We, yeah. we flew right past a really, really important trope, What's like that? trope that goes back to the beginning of film set. Oh my gosh, let me play it. Is there a glaive in this? Or there's a glaive. No, black guy that dies <laughs> first. <laughs> trope. Yes, black guy dies first. Oh, the teacher, right, Mr. Right. Teasdale, is the literal black guy that dies first why does this movie oh my gosh kill a the only black guy in the very first scene <laughs> the only black guy in all of colorado in 1984 dies first right. wow i want to say my soul died first but i'm gonna give it a close <laughs> yeah, second no i think yeah. you're uh th- that is the epitome of the trope like yeah. we, that's that's prime yeah. example uh exhibit exhibit a man and i gotta say i t- i i i tried not to dig too deep because this is 1984 but uh Kind of an expectation of yes, not going to have a lot of black black actors in this film. Were there any other black actors after nope, that? I, nope. I didn't spot one. No, nope, I've been keeping track. Like the right. most recent uh, for us was Heat. In Heat, Dennis Haysbert died first. Yep. Uh, go, you like going back, back, back. The Island. When we watch The Island, you might mm-hmm. recall yeah. there's a black guy who dies first. Yeah. Like it's it's something that i've been watching for <laughs> i did i did see uh, another black guy in the whole movie oh yeah no, sure there's, the mountains, no. there's a cave that looks like a vagina too oh yeah guaranteed. oh is there yeah it has to be well, i mean i, mean, I didn't no. see one but oh, there you has didn't to see be it, but you were oh, no. okay no 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 he just knew it was there <laughs> the special yeah. edition has i can it. feel it i can <laughs> feel <laughs> there was a vagina near me exactly it's burning it's feel burning it in my bones right uh the movie was originally <laughs> the, the the original title of the script by the way was teen soldiers how dumb yeah. is that? Teen soldiers, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty dumb. Horrible, yeah. yeah. But is it any worse than uh, what was the other one? Not small soldiers. That was the one we watched with the what was it? Uh, ten. What was it? Ten what was soldiers? the other movie where there were ten? Not ten. Uh, uh, well, there's the one with the, the not, toys. Not small soldiers. That's that's the, that's the toys one. That's What's the, toys the other one? Because there was um, there was one where a, a school got invaded. Uh, Tinker, Tyler, and... t- Tippy. T- no, oh. no, this is old. This is older movie. <laughs> while we're Where on this, school got invaded. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> on this show, on this we've subject. covered by, it on by, by 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 some uh, by some terrorist. Oh, what was it? 
Not small soldiers. What was it? Oh. Teeny soldiers. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, not the one with uh, John Stewart getting a pencil in the eye. Not no. no. Faculty? Faculty. No, that's a different no. thing. That's You're talking about there. by soldiers, not by aliens. Small, small soldiers? You no, keep saying say that. Stop keep, saying that. It doesn't yeah. sound right. Because it's, it's, it's not right. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> Alliance. Toy soldiers. The toy, toy, soldiers. toy soldiers is not about oh. toys. It's oh, about that's right. It's about yeah. Samwise oh. Gamgee. Oh, that's right. hold on. Oh, toy good. soldiers. But is, it, but is the school that. getting invaded? Uh, yeah, by like some, uh, like some military. Yeah. By the way, yeah. By the way, I love to put the movie Toy Soldiers into the same universe as Stranger Things season two. So mm. the. The Sean Astin character from Toy Soldiers grows up to be the Sean Astin character in Stranger Things. Just, nice, just, I like that. I like oh, I didn't know. Stra- I didn't know Sean Astin was in Stranger Things. I haven't seen season. Oh, two. he's great. Oh, that's actually that's actually the only seen... reason to watch season two. You yeah. got to watch of, because of Sean Astin. Uh, d- I away. love we just... Steven. I love Steven Slyker. Yeah, no, wrong. we just had this conversation. You and I. I haven't seen it. We yet. did. Yeah. I know we yeah. we talked about this with Steven Schleicher and he said, yeah, even season four of Stranger Things is better than season two, and there isn't a season four of Stranger <laughs> I res- Things. I respect his feelings on the on the. On but the now season. that you However, bring up Sean Astin, yeah. Sean Astin <laughs> is the best thing about season two, All right. and, the, and the only reason to watch season two. Um, People say I'm also. Yeah. I also want to credit the uh, ra- random other gang of misfits that. Eleven mm-hmm. goes and encounters in the city because that's a really awesome <laughs> part of season. Yeah, that's two. how she gets her. That's, that's how she gets her training. Yeah, that's right. Oh, right, right, right. Like, guys, I'm sorry. I I'm gonna make a case for season two of Stranger Things. Yeah. It's, All right. it's actually got some points that are so entertaining. Paul it, Reiser is so entertaining yeah. every time he's on the screen. Paul I'll Reiser. I agree. It's the weakest of the seasons. However. Even the weakest season is still worth watching. Did you say Paul I forgot Reiser? about the other misfits too. Hold Damn on, it. you're telling me Paul Reiser's in that movie? Yes, yes. yes. Oh my gosh! All right, role. I'm gonna watch it then. Are you yeah, kidding me? Stephen has lied to you. Okay, <laughs> take that, Schleicher. He listens to the show. He'll hear this. He'll know. Uh, by the way, that movie you were talking about, the Toy Soldiers, is Sean Astin, Will Wheaton. And uh, R. Lee Ermy is in that there. Oh, early No, they stack Sean Aston that. <laughs> I've added it. Not I've added high. it to our film sack. If it ever comes around, list we will and, watch. Okay. And good luck because if you Google Toy Soldiers movie, all you will see is small soldiers. Who's <laughs> having so much trouble? I was like, Come on! It's, it's basically like Google <laughs> operates in Brian Dunaway's mind. Yep. Stop it! Never heard. Are you of sure this. you didn't mean small soldiers? I'm broken. <laughs> no, way, I have no memory I, of this. I, by I, the way, I just don't even know what it is. He wrote no big. Way. He wrote the Big Easy. He wrote Turner and Hooch. Like that guy's no. a big writer, but he only directed a couple movies, and this is one of them. Anyway, I'm I'm really excited to say I'm removing a film from our must see <laughs> list because it is in our next oh. upcoming list. Oh. So that's exciting. Yeah. Which uh, uh, our must house? You want to tell so, us at the end? Oh, okay, cool. And yeah. uh, and looking Cat at house. our must see list, I just want to share with some some people listening, like some of these movies. Uh, we're we're gonna must see Gremlins two if we ever get to. <sighs> yes. Um, it, you know, Heavy Metal is on that list. Uh, the oh, Arrival. We get, we've talked about we so get many times. Rays of Heavy Metal from some listener. Uh, oh, maybe did we? 
maybe. No, I'm having a, having a memory yeah, of that as well. And I, then, most importantly, the film I look for almost on a weekly basis is Twister. If we ever have a way to watch <laughs> Twister, we are so watching it, watch guys. Twister. Oh, you kidding me? I'd watch I Twister want us to watch heartbeat. it together, though. That, that's like we should yes. all... Yes. Oh, yeah, we uh, haven't done a, a, a full-length movie commentary track in a long time. That would be a great one. That would be a fun one. I, actually, actually, Gremlins, like any of these that we've just talked about, Gremlins 2, Twister, or Heavy Metal, all three of those would be fantastic Twister, live commentary. Yeah, exactly. Twister has a very is very sparse on dialogue and a lot of things to visually see. Uh, so yeah, I think it'd be great. For yeah, live. I, I, we should all those should be on that list of potentials, and I would mm-hmm. watch them all. Yeah, I love Twister. Like, you won't you don't have to beg me to watch that. I love that movie. You like to twist yeah. my arm to watch Twister. Twister. Ah, ah I see what you did there. Yeah, see. see Twister. Twister taught me the three ways to survive a tornado, and I I really really appreciate hold on that. to Helen Hunt tightly. Uh huh. So right. The three ways the three ways are you go in a hole that has a secure door. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is you strap yourself to something that's firmly rooted in the ground, and that's Pipe, like, Helen Hunt. Like yeah. <laughs> but then number three is the best, which is just outdrive the tornado yeah, i yeah, love yeah. that as a, like everyone just get in your car go yeah Let's but have run. have oh, philip seymour God. hoffman drive he's the best driver i mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta go back to that first one you had with the with the secure door mm-hmm. but with a little asterisk that says but don't hold on to the door because you'll get sucked out yeah right and this right. is that the guy directed speed of uh, something Labont. Or, in. oh yeah right no it's yeah uh, Jan, verb, yeah. Jan, Jan Labont. Jan Laburn vaunt i don't know it is. I saw I saw Twister at the THX theater with a uh, pregnant friend's. Uh, well, she was pregnant. My friend's my friend's <laughs> wife was pregnant. Oh my god! Wow, where's this that. going? But, I love this. Keep going. I know, right? So yeah, so I went with my friend to see Twister, and he brought his pregnant wife. And oh my god, I'm pretty sure that kid got messed up. <laughs> Just a little stressed <laughs> out. Yeah, I get that. Oh my gosh, guys! Yeah. Sony Dynamic Digital Center was so important. Oh, it was huge, man! Would drive, drive an extra forty miles to the theater oh, yeah. that had the SDDS system. I want to hear this. Hey, by the way, I have a theory that uh, Patrick Swayze's character committed suicide in this movie, and I'll tell you why. Because right. when he came around the corner and went, um, "You lose." And he's and he comes right. out of that barrel and stands up straight, full target, yeah. to a guy who's got a automatic weapon and his full magazine freaking AK forty seven, and turn and stands up with his little PP pistol and says, <laughs> and yeah, says it was a you suicide lose. by cop thing, right? Yeah, yeah I agree with you. On it that. says you like, lose. Of course, he's now going to get shot, and that's going to be the end right. of Swayze. Like, what are you doing? That annoyed yeah. me. Like, well, you're they, supposed they to be did this that awesome as well. Um, Oh, uh, which character was it? Uh, not uh, Daryl. Was it Daryl? No, he was the, he was the traitor. Yeah, Daryl was the he was the Pontius Pilate of this thing. Right. Well, oh, it must have been Robert. Was Robert Pontius C. Pilate. Thomas Howe. He was the one that he he just stepped out from behind a rock and went face to face with some helicopters. Yeah. Who was that? Sorry. Who was the one that turned on Jesus? Took Where's all the Danny? gold. Uh, what's his name? Help me. Help me with this. Which one? The guy that turned on Jesus and took the gold. The, the the turncoat. Pontius Pilate. Pa- oh, you. No, Pilate's the 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 guy that washed his hands of the whole thing. Oh right. Uh, I thought you were talking in the context of Red Dawn. I was no, thinking, oh, Judas. Jesus, Judas, Jesus Judas, Judas, Judas. So just Daryl guy was Judas in this movie. Is what all I was trying to right. say, or whatever his name was. But Judas Priest. Is Judas Priest. Uh, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Uh, all right. 
Any uh, other thoughts? So none of us have seen the Hemsworth remake, right? I feel like we oh, ought yeah, to... Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I've yeah, not seen I it. I liked it. I, I kind of want to now just to see what yeah, they did. Yeah. It, if, if you want to see what it would look like if someone was able to actually get the shots that was needed, that, that would be the new one. Now, is it is it got great dialogue? No. Is it got great acting? It's okay. But the actually getting the full sense of what's going on. It feels like a much more complete uh, it's a film. Very low it score everywhere it is that there are scores. Yeah, it's not it's not great. It's yeah. just I think it's good. Um let's see. And he play I assume he plays the Oh, is Jeffrey yeah, Dean Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the fallen soldier guy that they find instead right, of Brothers Right. Booth. They got some great actors got uh him and um oh what is the kid and he's his brother Josh Hutcherson yeah Josh yeah he he lost a lot of weight for this Adrian Palicki's in this so she's one of the girls yeah I like Adrian Palicki I do too Mm -hmm. a lot she's awesome um let's see is there you still haven't watched and you still haven't watched much of the Orville have you Scott uh I have seen oh all of season one you haven't watched season two I've watched all of episode one of the Orville that's (laughs) what it is yeah I knew yeah I knew it was something it was all you've, you've caught up on Discovery, but not on Orville. Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I just just do it. I know. I got. You just still have it. CBS All Access? No, but I can get it. And then we have friends. It's all good. I could get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not worried about that so much. Anyway, we should watch that just because let's a if it's as shitty as everyone says it is or not, and b mm-hmm. um, red on red on the remake. Yeah, read the red on the yeah. remake, and then just you know let's just see if it's. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of overacting. Anytime you have this content, this subject, this subject matter is, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's going to be fodder for fun. Yeah. Right? Who's this kid? That's not Josh Hutcherson. There's some people in here I recognize that I don't I don't know who they are. Anyway, I would I would watch this for the show, if we ever uh, can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and people say it's a parody at best. Oh, these reviews are brutal, dude. Yeah. It's, well, I think people who are I think. I think it suffered from like remake expectations. I think people didn't realize in 2012 how bad the 1984 movie might have been. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, it's mm, I don't know. It's I not had fun. I yes. I I mean I really I'm willing to admit this for a movie that I consider to be one of my favorite 80s movies. It's not great. It has no. big problems. I just think that there's something there that could be done right. So let's maybe try it again. Randy's idea of an HBO series or something is a good one. That is a great idea. So yeah. get in there, make that happen. All right, we yeah, got. I think I think you I think you said it pretty good at the top of the show, Scott. I mean, it, it meant something to us, but it'd be hard to sell this exact idea to kids today, even though they do know also that fear of you know having to go to war, especially yeah, if it's on I, your own it front was, door. It was definitely a unique thing. Like the Cold War in the eighties was absolutely a unique right. pastiche to work with for movies. So the director, the director, John uh, Milius, he also did, uh, he, he wrote the story uh, for Homefront. Uh, the, video the video game? game. Really? Yeah, the video game. Oh. So I, I thought whenever I was playing Homefront that it, it had that Red Dawn kind of vibe to That's it. That's the whole thing with Homefront. It's an invasion. Yeah. It's an invasion in America. Soil again. That's the same idea. That's interesting. That's actually the best so part of that game. It doesn't play great, but the story's really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Again, that's the best way to bring it into a modern society. <laughs> that's the best way to use that guy. His stories are right. great. His execution right. is terrible. <laughs> terrible crap. Yep. Um, all right. Let's do some clips. I don't have a ton, but I have enough. And cool. they begin with this one. Oh, we already heard it, but I'll play it again. You're such a goddamn jock. This is the beginning of the thing. Mm. Ah, teenagers working out their 
He is. Class structure issues. Uh, here's a great line. It's very important stuff happening here. This is Swayze talking to, I don't know, one of the kids. Here you go. We can fish. We can stay up here a long, long time. Okay? How long, Jeff? Until we don't hear that no more. <laughs> <laughs> good job there's like a lot it. of boring dialogue in this movie i had yeah. to spruce it up a little it did drum it up a little bit perfect here's uh stanton who's been dead for what like a year now that guy yeah. he's great man he was he's the, the best actor in the movie except for when he yelled avenge me I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yes. part of his acting but i totally bought his whole dad thing and talking through the fence and that stuff was mm-hmm. good their reaction was kind of bad. You totally believe great. that he was talking through a fence. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> it was almost like there was a real fence there. It's so weird. <laughs> Here's him yelling his dumb line. Boys! Avenge me! Avenge me! Come on, dude. <laughs> That's my favorite. You're hanging on the drive-in. You're fine. You're yeah. getting to watch movies for free. Yep. That's right. I think he ad- I think he ad-libbed that part. I think so. Yeah, I think I think he was like he had read the dialogue, and I think he was supposed to walk off, and he's like, "Let's just see if I can get an extra scene in here." Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, here's Let me Marty's. Explore this a little bit. Let yeah. me play with this. Uh, give me a chance here. Yeah, here's Marty's mom going after Charlie Sheen. All right, so here you go. Don't you make yourself useful? You wash it. You're never doing your washing again. Me and her is as good as any of you. So what's up your ass? She's freaking, don't mess with her, dude. Damn, you mean to tell you what's up my butt? We've been pooping in the woods for a month. I got sticks all up in there. Something must be up her ass to be that upset about yeah. acu- getting accused of something up your ass. Scary part is that Charlie Sheen would re- actually, th- these days, would really like to know what's up your ass. He would like to know. <laughs> yes, Brian? It was up your ass, and can I get some? Can I get some of that? Yeah. It was straight up angry acting, Yeah, but right. it was good. Yeah. I liked it. She's good. Yeah. I think she's one of the stronger points in the movie. Yeah. She's very yeah. good. Um, here's this isolated. So what's up your ass? I just use that whenever I feel like it. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Here's that famous line. Wolverines! Wolverines yelling that. Seems Man, like... they were tagging that everywhere. Yeah. They were into it. With like, th- uh, <laughs> with like the graffiti style, like, you know, the yeah. weird little zigzaggy on the E's and stuff like that. It's like, wow, yeah. these, these kids uh, for... For, you know, out in the mountains, boonies, uh, uh, they know the urban street tagging look. Yeah. Right. So did you guys know the context? Because a lot of people, not a lot of people, a lot of people in my circles mm. during the 80s, we would often, that would be your battle cry if you were supposed to do something crazy. So did did you guys ever hear anybody say that? that oh, not constantly. seeing the movie? Did constantly. you see the context? Yeah. Like, did you know the context yeah. by which? No. Okay. Because no, we we're growing up, hold my beer. We do the, <laughs> we do that all the time. Like somebody, dumb friend, yeah. would jump off the overpass or into some trees yeah. or something, and he'd yell Wolverine before he did it. Yeah, huh. that was just a thing. I mean, that movie. I don't know. Maybe it was more. It feels like if people saw it, then they saw it a lot, and if you didn't right. see it, you just didn't. I don't yeah. know. There was no yeah, one. It was there's like a, the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you watched that mm-hmm. movie many yeah. many times. Yeah. Or yeah that one that one's weird because it still works like you can show it to your 15 year old now and they're like they totally relate to it it's crazy um all right here's uh some yelling time so enjoy this shoot him what is this thing what is it who's coming after us where are they (laughs) oh my gosh guys there's so much angry acting there wow yeah Yeah. why am i yelling (laughs) 
I'd be I'd be giving up all the information right about then. Uh, what yeah. do you want to know? Yeah. Was it the other? Was it the Russian guy? That's who yeah, they were yelling at. Okay. They captured yeah. the. Yeah. And he or does, the Cuban. He does his or thing where Cuban. he pisses them off to tell they're about to shoot him, and then he sits up straight and starts rattling off his freaking. Yeah, we already know your name. Yeah, we don't care about your name. Name ranking serial number. Yeah, yeah, which was kind of like the the prisoners in front of the firing squad all singing some patriotic song. Oh, the worst version of America the Beautiful I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And yeah, because the guy who starts it starts it too high. Yeah, you start it so high that no one can get to the register when the song goes higher. Like, come on, man. Yeah, we should probably clear. We should clear up a misconception. We got a bunch of stuff on Twitter last night saying that. Uh, Henry Dean Stanton's character was the chick in the bucket. Harry. Um, Harry, sorry. I say Henry. Uh, Henry. Harry Dean Stanton was the chick in the bucket, but he actually wasn't. He, yeah. he was shot at the, at that yeah, singing. He just him. wasn't singing. Yeah. He, he, and then right. people on the standing internet. there like, I don't know the words to this song. Avenge me. <laughs> avenge me. The avenge me. <laughs> it's the only words he knows. Poor guy. All right. Here's Swayze making a bird noise pretty good yeah it was really good was, yeah i wanted him to use that noise to call for other things yeah yeah i agree like a grub hub or something <laughs> yeah exactly uh, Scott, was that? just keep playing it as a call grub hub call it call his mom every sunday hey we need uber so that was what what, what i think brand? that was one of the most unbelievable scenes to me that they were they were so smart and everything they did but then some vegetables fall off the back of the truck and they're like looks right let's go yeah, yeah. i mean as soon as i saw it i went you guys it's a trap really? you dipshits totally trap. Mm-hmm. but i get it maybe hunger makes you do stupid things and it had to happen to you know i don't know it was just a little bit annoying yeah mm-hmm. And that helicopter was a lot bit annoying. That helicopter yeah. is crazy, man. That thing was nuts. Yeah, looking. it looked good too. Yeah. Scary. It was a, I expected a freaking airwolf theme to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when they get attacked by helicopters. So this is 1984. Uh, they they would have been only operating at night. Mm. That's a, that's a thing. Like this guerrilla right. band of teenagers would have only been operating at night, and that way they could not get ambushed. That you know, or at least. If they got ambushed, it would be really freaking amazing that someone figured out where they were in darkness. Right, and it's just it's just dumb. Like, what? Why are they? Why are they working during the day? They yeah, should know better. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> dumb is the word that I would use. Here's um okay, here's a question: Did they did this movie or did Empire Strikes Back say this better? Here you go. I love you, Maddie. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to Star Wars, I think. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. (laughs) All right. How about this? Oh, I wrote, okay, this is 17 seconds long. I wrote, this still kind of works for me, but I don't remember what it is. So let's see if it truly does work for me. Here we go. In the early days of World War III, gorillas, mostly children, placed the names of their lost upon this rock. They fought here alone and gave up their lives. So that this nation shall not perish I from think, the earth. I think it's because I think she's just really good in this. I think that works mm-hmm. for me still. Like what, it, did they put Daryl's name times? on there because he swallowed that uh, the bug that uh, led them? <laughs> I don't know. Not what did they Daryl's name Darryl? on Yeah, Daryl's not going to be on this. And I'm By not carving way, his name in this rock either, you guys. He's a dick. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you when you're giving a presentation, don't put the words you're saying on the screen? <laughs> 
Why would you just read to me what I can read for myself? Yeah, but I, she was good at narrating that. That was good. No, no, no. no. I liked it. Horrible. I liked it. It was fine. It's not the best thing, but there's she's just good in this. I think she deserves some credit because I think she's a little one note in almost everything else she does. Uh, in this, I think she's got range. So there you go. Of course, I'm not. I, here's all I know of her career. Okay, this is sad. I know this. I know Back to the Future. 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 And then Caroline in the City. Howard the Duck and Caroline in the City. Those are it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the run. And she's very funny to follow on Twitter, by the way. She's a good follow. Mm -hmm. How is she? Yeah, it's very nice. This is a great tweet of her uh, with with Biff. Oh, Like like a year ago, a few months ago, where the two of them are hanging out. out. I expected... What's his name to pull him over? Get your damn hands off her or something. Really <laughs> finish it up. Yeah. What's his name? I can't think of his Crispin, name. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Get your damn hands off my wife. You think I really ought to swear? Did you ever see? Did you ever see? Was it Willard or something like that? One where he was in when yes. he was like the rat. Oh yeah, I never saw like that. The, the Ben or Willard, right? That's another yeah. class. You know, another one that's perfect. Have you guys seen Reuben and Ed before? You ever seen Reuben and Ed? Mm-mm. okay so no, but, that's uh, him river's and, edge is one that we need yeah that to. one's also really good but reuben and ed let me tell you a quick thing here so reuben and ed is him and howard oh i forgot his name he was on uh and uh, uh, uh he was johnny fever um oh, howard oh, hessman that's... hessman yeah so howard hessman best. and and crispin glover which sounds like a crazy combo anyway <laughs> are on a road trip in the utah desert trying to find a place to bury his cat Oh, it is Reuben and What's Ed is again? a Reuben and Ed. It's on, it's an awesome weird freaking movie and it's a, it's folklore here because it's a local filmmaker and everyone just worships this dude and it's the weirdest freaking movie. I feel like I've seen this. It should totally see it if you haven't. Crispin Glover feels like he's exactly like you think he'd be in real life. Yeah. 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 Just as and just we just saw him in something. Much. What did I just see him in? Is it a TV show? Let's see here. Oh, yeah, American Gods. That's right. In season two of American Gods. Oh, what's his deal in there? Who's he? He's the big bad. He's Mr. World. Oh. Oh, all right. Too bad that and, season's uh, so dumb. Exactly. Yes. I I don't even know if I'd say it's worth seeing it just for him. Because he I'd is. I'd watch Good Omens instead. Because he is yeah. cool looking now. Right? Like, he, he is. is a cool yeah, yeah. looking dude. He's yeah. He's held up. But I feel like, yeah, he's he's just as nuts in real life as all the characters he plays. That dude's pushing 60, and he just looks cool. Anyway. I, I, I'm sad that we got through clips without some good uh, Spanish-Russian. Yeah, like, I didn't do any the of that. Spanish-Russian in this movie was what really stood out to me. And again, I haven't seen it a bunch of times like you have. Right. But man, every time, every time someone was trying to speak Russian with a Spanish accent or trying to speak Spanish with a... I don't know what kind of accent. I was just enthralled. Yeah. It was a weird, <laughs> some weird combos going on there. Do they, there's some stuff like, uh, like I was wondering if there were like direct translations. I, I was curious about that. I'm sure somebody knows a lot better than, than we do. But like when, when they're, when they're firing squad, we say firing squad, but would they say fuego? Cause that means oh, fire, right. but I don't think they would it say, does, right. They it say fire. Mean- it's it doesn't a direct mean translation. pull the trigger. It means uh, right. flame. It like means hot. It doesn't fire. mean it's hot like you yeah. go, ooh, this this egg is so, fuego. Like it's a hot egg. I wasn't. Well, yeah. the, that particular actor was saying fuego. Like he was a English speaker right. who was right. trying to perform a word. Put I, them in front of the fuegoing squad. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I turned on subtitles and I did it pretty early because I can't understand Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Uh, he just, <laughs> I seriously, his accent is the weirdest muddled thing. I, I have never understood. Is that across the board? Get... You can't watch like, you know, um, I don't know. Dirty dancing, dirty dancing or something. Or something. Right. Turning... Well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, you, you watch, you, you, you learn to understand him. But it's just it's just a strange accent. Like I I'm looking here. It says he's from Houston, Texas. I, his accent isn't. I don't mm. know where it's from. Mm. <laughs> well, he's a sexy, sexy man with a weird forehead. Listen, you want to get out of here? You can get out of here. We don't need you. Go on, get out of here. That's pretty good. That's a little McConaughey, but that's good. A little McConaughey, yeah. Which I think is from the same area, isn't he? Some, <laughs> something like that. I think he's Louisiana or something, isn't he? I thought he was isn't a he, Texas uh, boy. Do I have that wrong? He's a Texas. He could be Texas. I felt like you were just doing a scene where a kid <laughs> has to run off his dog to save the dog. <laughs> right, like old yeller. And, is what yeah, I was doing. And, Patrick Swayze, an old yeller. Oh, my gosh. For me, the kid having to run off the dog for its own good is the saddest thing that you could ever commit to film. It is sad. Come on. No one wants to tell their dog, oh, I hate that. They did it in Game of Thrones even. uh, Arya's uh, uh, wolf had to get kicked out. She had to yell at it. I hate that. Don't yell at your own animal. Keep them. Dogs don't understand. No. What? My owner doesn't love me anymore? I think all they think is food, 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 food. <laughs> oh, there must be food that way. There must be food. I'm going to go get food. Why are you yelling at me? Okay, food. <laughs> all right. Uh, the, the, hey, look where we are now. It's the Film Sack Checklist. Russians are dumb. Check. Uh, who's going to pay for all the rocks you carved your name into? Check. It's not really a check. That's more of a question. And then finally, never-ending bag of mystery ammo and rockets available anytime you need it. Check. Uh, at Star Trek Connection, we got one. Uh, Roy Jensen played Mr. Morris in TOS, the original series, played Cloud Williams in the episode The Omega Glory. Uh, this is that 4th of July one. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you remember Omega that one where they, Glory. he reads the Constitution to Kirk? You remember that? That's the thing. It's not good. It's very bad and not very memorable. Uh, soundtrack great. I give it a PG for pretty good for the time, especially with the orchestrated stuff. I thought that stuff worked pretty good. They got a little synthy in the middle, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that was about. Cynthia in the middle. Tune in for uh, TMS Monday for yep. Cynthia in the middle. Cynthia in the middle. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like Basil Polidurus is, uh, I realize now it just kind of does the same thing in every movie. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like this is sort of uh, more of the same as he did in other things. Like we saw, so we, we saw Basil Polidurus movies like RoboCop, Conan, Starship Troopers. They all just kind of have the same score. Yeah. Well, he's been around for a while. Look at that guy's career. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty boilerplate, <laughs> but it it, it oh. worked. It was fine. Uh, t- uh, oh, looky here at the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. The tradition says we must start with Randy. Randy, take Red- it away. <laughs> Red Dawn. A Freddie Mercury lookalike comes to town <laughs> and starts threatening people, and all the kids all just leave because they hate that Brit pop rock crap. And one of two submit reply. They hate it so much that they can't even live here anymore with your stupid rules and your death squads. Ugh, I'm just going to go live in the woods with my friends. No, you shut up. Two of two. <laughs> well, good job not, not what i expected not at all uh the dunaway red dawn hey don't cry 
let it turn to something else. Just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. <laughs> nice. You got one wow. in. Well done. Uh, Brian Ibbett. Red Dawn. I watched this movie for you. For you, Film Zack listeners. Stop your crying. Avenge me. Avenge me. Just like a Saturday night at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Randy, you've been usurped. Wow. You've been usurped. No, I've been tributed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right, exactly. One Homaged. Man's, one man's usurpage is You've been homaged. Here's, uh, here's this, then. I've just been handed these alternate titles. It was almost called Dirty Grenade Dancing. Mm. <laughs> or, that time Marty's mom was hot for Curly Bill. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a little that's wordy. A to, it's a little to, wordy. Yeah. But, you know, you can see why they didn't go with it. I can tell you this, though. Emails are fun. I got two of them. These are from listeners. Uh, this first one here is from Michael, who says this. I just listened to the Olympus Has Fallen episode, and I had to email. Since it appears Brian wasn't paying any attention as he didn't realize Charles Manson is in it, I wanted him to know. Oh, he's talking about the, uh, sorry. Yeah, the trailer for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, so he must be calling you. I was thinking it was Dunaway, but he's calling you out. No, he's calling me out. Um, he says, I wanted him to know this. The Asian guy doing Kung Fu is supposed to be Bruce Lee. Anyway. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Listen, yeah. you watch that trailer and the first five minutes of the, the first five minutes of the trailer. Not really. It's not only five minutes long is them talking about doing stunts and how Leonardo DiCaprio is the movie star and that, that, uh, uh, Brad Pitt is a stunt guy. And then they do this like big flash, 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 flash of, of all these other things. And they end with DiCaprio like, Oh, that's the best compliment i've ever gotten on my acting in the middle of those little micro flashes is a charles manson thing i i can be forgiven for missing that little flash of charles manson i have to agree with you didn't watch the trailer breakdown you know what i only know this here's the thing had i had i only seen the trailer Mm -hmm. i would i I would be exactly where you're at if i hadn't seen here's the here's the only reason i knew any of this is like two years ago when the project was announced and it was rumored who was going to be in it it -hmm. says and it's rumored to take place uh, during the Sharon Tate murders and deal with uh, the, that's the only reason I even knew. Exactly. So, exactly. so that, so yeah. Michael, Brian was <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the, I'm taking the emailer side. Yeah. <laughs> <Ibbit. laughs> I'll take it from you. Dunaway. Yeah. That's right. Your uh, email, uh, email, Give me this guy's email address. I'm going to email him right now. <laughs> Dun- Dunham. So that's team Dunamail or Dunham. Yeah. Dunamail. I like Dunham- that. Yeah. Email mail away. away. Yeah, team mail away. I like it. (laughs) All right. Here's one more from Chris who wrote in, says, hello, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. I have been a listener for many years, and I've listened to the first episode all the way through twice. You guys are a joy to listen to and often make me laugh out loud at my desk. Many curious looks from my coworkers. After listening to the latest one about Olympus Has Fallen, you mentioned that you will be viewing the next one on Amazon Prime. That would be today. I've been waiting patiently for the worst movie ever to appear on Netflix to no avail. My wife recently got us Amazon Prime, and I was overjoyed to see it there. So now I can finally ask you to sack it. Uh, Movie in question is Leviathan from 1989, starring uh, and loosely used Peter Weller, Richard Crenna, and Amanda Pays. I like Peter Weller. Opera Murphy. Uh, it says, <laughs> my wife and I use this pile of crap as the measurement of how bad a movie can be. I would really like to hear what you guys have to say about it. Spark plug received. Uh, regards, Chris. Uh, sure. Why isn't Leviathan should always be on our list. It probably Absolutely. is. It's probably mm-hmm. on there. 
right, yeah. Randy? It's probably and in just there. A, just a reminder, uh, we have a Discord and a channel devoted to you suggesting movies to us. Correct. Mm-hmm. This is all true. Truth has been spoken uh, this day. So thank you, Chris. And uh, thank you, Michael, for sending your emails in. The email address you can send your emails to is filmsack at gmail.com. That's filmsack at gmail.com. Uh, real quick note, uh, PSA. Next week, there is no show uh, per se, not like the normal one like we're having now. But we will have there's a, a show, there's, just not this kind of show. Yeah, it'll be a watch along of uh, Star Trek they TNG. Don't even know Right. I don't know why I'm Chill telling out. any of this. Normally, it will back, originally, I was just going to be gone and there was no show. But now we're going to have like a supplemental thing. So forget what I said. There's a show next week. We're going <laughs> to bring you a live sacking of Stop a, panicking. Of a TNG episode. Make sure not episode. to turn off your feeds to, to right. still collect uh, episodes. Yeah, <laughs> there'll still works. be an episode next week. Do not put it on pause. Uh, and that'll be, like I said, a TNG episode. Uh, those are always fun, so you guys can watch along with us. And yeah. the week after that, the movie is House. Right? Oh, yes. yes. With yes. William Cat and George but Wendt. What year? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The old the one. 1980, dude. whatever. 1983 house, I believe it is. Yeah. Not I've the... been, this is one I've been wanting to have on Film Sack for a long time. And right. it is an Amazon Prime, unfortunately, but it's, it's a mystery. And and you have to look through. So 1985, look for the movie poster on Amazon Prime with the disembodied hand pushing a doorbell. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, yep, Tower. I remember it the most. I don't wait, know. is George Went in this? Wait, yep. yeah, yep. Norm. Yep, Norm's and in Richard it. Mull. So you got Bull, Norm, yeah. and uh, Mr. Hinckley from Greatest American Hero. That's Order. fantastic. <gasps> William Cat. Yeah, isn't he yes. the Greatest American Hero? Yeah, that's the guy. He's the Greatest American Hero. Yeah, and this is a, this changed is a... his name to Mr. Huntley or Hunley when uh, oh, that's when right. John Hinckley shot at Reagan. Ah. Yeah, but then they went it back and changed it again. Then they went back and yeah, made it Hinkley again. 80s, 80s were weird, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, and I never saw it, but I saw that I saw that ta- that tape in the blockbuster every week. I just was always yeah, there, yeah. and I was always. I don't always think I've ever seen this either. I'm very excited. This is I like, the only wow. time I've seen it is in the theaters, and uh, I just remember uh, another audience member talking out loud during the theater during during a. A, a scene in the movie, not even a pivotal scene in the movie, but it'll make sense once you see it where, where somebody guy says, or I'm sorry, where the guy in the audience says, eh, body's still warm. <laughs> Sweet. That's all you need to, to think about while you're watching this film. I'm, I'm, I'm even, even Wikipedia doesn't know what to do because it's like house 1986 film. And then house IMDB is like 1985. And it's like, yeah. And then house, it's a TV it. show on Fox with what's his name. Like, yeah. House right, is a, right. Turns out yeah, house no, is a no. common word, you know, gets used yeah. a lot. Amazing. Yeah weird uh but we'll see it and we'll love it i'm sure for all the goodness it will give now, us. now is this on prime you said or it is, on, it is on amazon prime yeah, yeah. that's all right though it's everybody's right. got prime we're fine everybody's no, everybody prime doesn't have prime well <laughs> i don't have prime. a lot of people have prime dunaway has a has a giant bin of dvds he bought that he just can dig through and go oh here's that one on house i never watched because watch <laughs> that's how you live man now You're it always... worked out for me this past week because i was using use the stars so let's just see whether that where house is on just watch that's where i usually go just watch.com mm. and then i t- try to look at what streaming services have it let's see i may be buying this one i have enough time to get it in or just rent it you don't want to buy it or rent that yeah you I don't would. know what i want rent that. <laughs> <laughs> rent that. and you won't get it shipped to you very quick because you don't have amazon prime yeah you don't, you're not gonna i actually gonna have, i actually have i actually have a secondary amazon prime where i am a I am a person who gets the free shipping, but not the video stuff. Oh. So if I get 
the full prime, I have to pay for the whole thing. I don't really see the benefit of paying the, you know, $89 per year just to watch the video stuff. Well, they have Good really, Omens is the reason. Good Omens uh, is good. All of the, they have great original programming. And the there. High Castle. Yep. Awesome. Um, the awful. Patriot, Flavor. fantastic. Goliath, at least season one. Mm-hmm. Oh, really good. yeah. Uh, Bosch. Bosch is great. Bosch, Bosch is mm-hmm. awesome. They have great original you content. Like a thousand reasons to get it. Yeah. Brian. They're, they are right, like in terms of like. You might as well be saying, oh, and you, uh, you, might, as well be saying, you might as well be saying words like, it's got chocolate cake and it's got lemon meringue <laughs> pie because none of those shows mean nothing to me because I haven't watched any of them. <laughs> and, and you'll get your anchor recharging your batteries and your anchor cables uh, in two days. Yeah. I already do that now. I told you I get the shipping part already. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, true. that's, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, now you won't feel guilty about it because it won't be on somebody else's. Gee, I, I hardly have anything to watch now. What with the Netflix and the Hulu <laughs> and the and everything else I have. Geez, I hope I yeah. I'm just I'm struggling to it? find something to watch. It's rough, man. We understand. We feel you. We feel you. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for the show. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week. Filmsack.com is the website. You can go there and get everything you need. Filmsack at gmail.com again is that email address, and you can follow us on Twitter at Filmsack. That's gonna do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Das wird Anja. We'll see you next time. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.